Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Rename. Berto is your host. We are very lucky today. We have a rising star out of Texas who's making a difference. The type of politician that we need out there, the type of politician that's going to make a difference. Representative, state representative, Jasmine Crockett out of Dallas, HD 100. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I am doing great. Let me tell you, I really wanted to talk to you. I saw you on MSNBC and, and on Vice Network and a few other places where you were not only promoting uh, the vote, but taking command of letting folks know that we will be listened to. Tell me what you're doing out there in Dallas. Tell us a little bit about what's going on in the Texas Legi. Yeah, uh, the Texas Ledge is crazy uh, <laughs> in short, right? So we saw a shift in this country with the election of Trump. Um, and I mistakenly, um, and maybe I was just a little green, maybe a, a number of us were green, thought that if we could just rid ourselves of Trump, then the cancer that we saw infecting this country would go away. Um, but then January 6th happened. And we were all told that this cancer may not go away too quickly. Sadly enough, um, the cancer has spread. It spread throughout uh, the various states and the state houses. Um, and so in the Texas House, there were two authors of these voting bills, right? The House author, as well as the Senate author um, of these bills, originally, the original authors, let me, let me be clear, um, they both are attorneys. They both left the state of Texas in an attempt to overturn the election on Trump's behalf. Um, both of them tried to do this. When they were unsuccessful, they decided to come back to the Texas House and the Texas Senate in an effort to change the law so that hopefully if they were ever in a situation like this in Texas, they could overturn the elections. I mean, it, it, you couldn't make this up. Like it seems like a movie or a nightmare, uh, but it's our reality here in the state of Texas. So we were able to kill that bill during the regular session because they kind of just banked on us rolling over and taking it because they had the numbers, but we've always had the brains while they've had the brawn. Um, we killed the bill. They started walking back certain provisions such as overturning elections, such as uh, dealing with uh, our souls to the polls, um, but they still wanted a voting bill, them and the governor. And this is nothing more than a power grab. You know, they see that their power is dissipating. They know that they don't appeal to people of color. They know that they're not trying to appeal to people of color. So they are going further right so that they can get those fringe Republicans to come out and support their policies. So as of now, it's easier to carry a gun in the state of Texas than it is to vote. You know, what is interesting is that uh, of all the people that I interview on this particular issue, you are the first one that I've actually started from the most dangerous part of this bill, which is overturning elections. You get it. Uh, most of the people don't under, you know, they're worried about souls to the poll is important. Yes, all these things are important, but they can all be overcome by grassroots movement to get people registered and get people out to the vote. But overturning the poll is a completely different thing. Now, what you all did, a whole group of you took two planes and a, a few other methods to get to DC. I understand that you went to a state where you were pretty sure they won't have a, a, a friendly agreement with our governor to allow, <laughs> yeah, to allow your arrest and, and re repatriation to Texas. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. Uh, the governor doesn't have friends up here. 
not that are in high places, let's say that. Um, but either way, uh, you know, Texas is Texas. I know that our governor feels like he runs the world, uh, but he has jurisdictional boundaries. And those boundaries uh, are around the state of Texas. Um, in fact, the governor keeps saying, I'll have them arrested. The governor doesn't have the power to do that either. Um, that's not what a governor does. Um, that's not his branch of government. That's not who uh, would do it. It would actually be Speaker Phelan. And it's not an actual arrest, it's a detention because we've not committed a crime. And the fact that he's framing this as if we're criminals, we're not criminals, okay? This is provided for in the constitution. In fact, if the governor wanted to do a little bit of a history lesson, even though I know that we want to rewrite history in the state of Texas right about now, um, he would find that Abraham Lincoln um, actually jumped out of a window in order to break quorum before. And interestingly enough, Speaker Craddock, who is still in the House, he is the longest serving member currently serving in the House. Um, he's a previous speaker. He said that if it were him, he would have locked us in and we would have had to have jumped out the windows. Um, so the speaker is the one that really has the power to do what we call a call on the house. And that's based upon the rules that the members have in place um, that affords them an opportunity to do that. And, and so there's some legal um, gymnastics that I could go through, but I don't want to bore your listeners. Um, but long story short, um, we knew that so long as we were outside the state of Texas, no one would have jurisdiction to touch us. I was curious because I don't know the law. And uh, you guys kind of let it be known before you actually left Texas that you intended to leave Texas. And it kind of shocked me because I was wondering, <laughs> could they have stopped the plane? Could they have a, a, a could, could he have come and picked enough of you up so that you could still maintain quorum? How does that work? Yeah, you know, so the press is the press, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't really know what to say about that, but it definitely got out. Uh, I was on a, a different flight. I was on a commercial flight. And uh, I was going to arrive before everyone else. And so I was already scheduled to do some national interviews um, prior to us kind of making this decision. So essentially what was going to happen or what I imagine would happen is that my colleagues would be in the air when I actually broke it, uh, you know, nationally. It did not happen that way. Um, it completely got leaked beforehand. I was only nervous about it being leaked beforehand because um, just like you, you know, there's no requisite that you are an attorney to be in the house. And I didn't want my colleagues to be fearful um, and potentially back out. Um, I knew that the governor couldn't do anything, but I am a practitioner of 15 years. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I'm confident in what the law says and who can do what and things like that. But I didn't want my colleagues to, to become nervous. Um, but they're soldiers. They, they are amazing. Um, and so even though it got out, um, they, you know, confidently made sure that they headed to, to get out of Dodge. And, and so we all arrived safely. Thanks to God. Great. You guys are, you, you guys are my heroes. You know, we, we out here at Indivisible and in several, several organizations, we said, what are the Democrats in Texas going to do? Are they really going to fight for us? <laughs> and and I, I got a call a couple of days ago and said, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. And I said, yeah, I saw it, but why did they leak it so early? Anyhow, uh, <laughs> two days ago, you know, but interestingly, uh, uh, Abbott got on Fox News last night and he said, well, I will call a special session month after month up and until the election. 
Uh, you probably likely won't do that. You know, Republicans like to go and have their caviar somewhere and their vacations, etc. But I mean, I, I, what, what, what's your intent? Or I, I know you can't tell us everything, or nor would I want you to tell us everything that you guys have planned. But are you all in, or enough of you in for this for the long haul? We are in this for the long haul. Um, but let, let me be clear, because the governor doesn't like to be clear. Um, the governor went too far when he defunded the legislature. So unless the Supreme Court says, nope, he wasn't allowed to do that, um, then funding for the legislative branch will run out come September 1. What does that mean? We can't function anyway. So he can call all the special sessions that he wants to, but you've got to have people that actually write the laws. We don't write the laws ourselves. We have uh, lawyers that actually draft this. Remember, I said you don't have to be a lawyer right. to be in the ledge. And so you basically say, hey, I want a bill that does this. And they draft it. They're the ones that do the research to figure out if there's a law already on the books, if there's some kind of conflict, how many sections of what codes will have to change. There is a body that does that. There's also uh, persons that participate in the committee process. We saw the committee hearings on Saturday. Those people will not be funded. Um, House administration will not be funded. Um, you, you don't have our parliamentarians who make the decisions. They call the balls and strikes. They will not be funded. And the last action, labor law doesn't allow you to work people and not pay them. So the governor has boxed himself in. So honestly, he can call as many special sessions as he wants to, but we will be unable to actually perform and convene unless the Supreme Court rules against him. So he's in a box right now. The Supreme Court can rule against us and say the governor was wrong, which I think will deal him a blow in his primary, um, which, you know, is why he's doing half of this stuff is because right. he's concerned about his primary or the Supreme Court can rule with him if they want to rule in a very partisan way. But what happens if we don't come back and pass a budget for him to sign? You can't either exactly. pass a budget or redistrict then, right? Correct. And I don't want to redistrict. So I'm like, hey, you can let it run out then. And, and all of this chaos is caused by you because we gave you a budget. When he defunded the legislature, it wasn't a matter of just the House Democrats. It was everyone in the House. And the majority is Republican. He defunded the Senate. The Senate had nothing to do with this. The Senate did not walk out. They did not kill this bill. And the majority of the Senate is Republican as well. So, you know, he has literally shot himself in the foot and I'm excited for the box that he's in. He's got to lose one way or another. And I don't really care which way he loses so long as he loses in some way and people can start to lose the faith that they should be losing in him as a leader and recognize that he's not being honest with Texans. I think Everyone should require honesty and transparency out of their elected officials. And that's what I've tried to do. But I can tell you for sure that is not what the governor has done. Well, you know, we can never assume that the intellect of the, uh, the Texas <laughs> legi is all that good. After all, they had, they got uh, three years of the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act for free. And thereafter, 10%, which would have increased their economy, increased their taxes. And still, they've decided not to accept it. I don't know how smart that is. I mean, there are things one after the other that they do. Okay, look, let me ask you, end game. Uh, ultimately, there are more Republicans than, uh, than Democrats, and that will be remaining that way until 2022, when you and others are going to bring in a whole lot of other colleagues. 
my question <laughs> to you then is what's the end game you you're probably not going to get all that you want what's the minimum you think you you you'll you'll um, fight for you know uh what i personally want is just federal oversight um, so that's why we are in dc you know he wants to say oh we're vacationing we're off we're not santa cruz <laughs> we didn't fly to cancun <laughs> when our constituents needed us um and my constituents have been very happy with me leaving the state. They were encouraging me to leave the state. Um, and you know, we'll be doing a town hall later on tonight because we do our town halls every second Tuesday of the month, no matter where I am. I have done it from the floor. Um, I'll be doing it, you know, on this quorum break. I, I I do it all the time and I stay in touch with my constituents as well as my office. They are still doing constituent services there in the office. Um, so the deal for me is historically. Texas has been found to be intentionally discriminatory. Every single time they do some wide sweeping uh, voter change or bill or whatever you want to call it. And so we don't have those guidelines in place right now so that we can call Texas out. So that's why Texas is like, hey, let's get buck wild because they finally took our oversight away. But historically, we continue to intentionally discriminate. And there's nothing different about this bill. When you have testimony that the majority of the people that used drive-through voting were minorities, and they say, well, you know what, we want to get rid of that. Well, we've had curbside forever. What's the difference, right? You don't want voting to be convenient for people of color. That's why you want one uh, drop box for mail-in ballots in a county the size of Harris County. That doesn't make sense unless you want to make sure it's difficult to access the ballot box. Um, my deal is start getting some real talking points, start coming up with actual policies that people want to support instead of saying, you know what, we know we ain't on the right side of this. So let's just cut them out. That's not what democracy looks like. Democracy isn't supposed to be a thing so long as Republicans are in control. And then we want to maybe switch over to tyranny. Um, and that's essentially what we're seeing in the state of Texas. You know, the governor wants to hold a gun to our head and say, hey, Give me everything I want or else. Well, I'm at the or else right now. Ken Paxton said that uh, had he not instituted the voter suppression techniques in Harris County, that Trump would not have won Texas. That says it all. Look. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> End of story. Uh, End of story. <laughs> now, um, Representative, please, uh, I ask this as a last question every time. Please tell me what I should have asked you that I didn't. And what would you like <laughs> to tell our audience? I'm going to say, follow me on social media <laughs> to keep up with everything that's going on. So I'm just Jasmine for 100. Um, and make sure that you are in that J-A-S-M-I-N-E-F-O-R-1-0-0 on all social media platforms, including TikTok. Um, but you know what? I want to encourage people to be involved. Um, we are. This is supposed to be a government of the people. I work and I serve the people, not the governor, but the people. And so, you know, it's important that you make phone calls to your state house members and your senators. Don't just say, well, they're not in my party, so I'm not calling. No, they need to hear from you. They need to know that you're in their district. They need to know that you represent them or they represent you as well. So please reach out uh, to any elected officials on the state and the federal level. It's time to make a full court press so that we can do everything that we can to preserve democracy in this country. State representative, legislature, Jasmine Crockett, it's been my honor to speak to you. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. Thank you. 
we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.